back to Lightshed Research, a podcast that puts our research notes in your ears for your convenience. June 29th, 2022. Here's why wireless operators should be raising price and cutting costs. Wireless operators in the United States are getting increasingly comfortable with implementing price increases. Over the past two months, they added over $3 billion of recurring service revenue through increases to administrative fees and outright rate plan changes to existing subscribers. But is this enough to hit revenue and cash flow targets? We discuss what might come next as the U.S. economy enters a more challenging period. We also adjust estimates and target valuations. Price increases not yet spiking churn. The consumer reaction to recent wireless price increases appears to be muted. Consumers have been inundated with the impacts of inflation and the press coverage that highlights it. This is providing companies with the cover to increase price whether it's merited by a higher cost or not. The price increases by wireless operators were implemented during the seasonally slow second quarter when gross additions and churn typically drop to their lowest points of the year. This likely contributed to the initial muted customer reaction. While Q2 churn might be elevated relative to the COVID years, it's unlikely to rise higher than what was reported in 2019. Here's AT&T's COO, Jeff McElfresh, just six days ago. As history has shown us, telecommunications uh, services are quite resilient to uh, inflationary pressures or recession because they're needed, they're essential. And as we've been making really solid progress and stepping up our game and the offers that we make and the products that we serve, we're finding great churn levels, highest customer satisfaction that we've ever experienced. More razors. We believe more price increases are on the way. We believe Verizon needs to increase price to reach its 2023 revenue guidance. The new T-Mobile Dish wholesale deal reduces some of AT&T's revenue growth tailwind, creating a new incentive to broaden its price hike. Its recent price hike increase only hit 30% of the base. AT&T and Verizon's rates are already at a premium to T-Mobile. We are not convinced that increasing that pricing differential by another 200 to 500 basis points would notably move market share in T-Mobile's favor. Both companies have prepaid options for the cost-conscious subscriber. Finally, T-Mobile's commitment to the FCC to not raise prices expires in April of 2023. That's less than a year away. Is cost-cutting next? The ongoing investments in 5G are not paying off with notably higher revenue growth for the wireless industry. In addition, an uncertain economic outlook should be driving board directors to require management teams to develop a plan for a possible economic recession. Here are some areas that wireless operators should consider for cost cutting. Advertising. Wireless operators are among the largest spenders of TV advertisements. We believe this expense can be turned off and on with relative speed. We were disappointed by the lack of growth impact that Verizon achieved from the marketing blitz that followed its 5G launch on C-band spectrum. Wireless operators might be better off shrinking the overall ad budget and shifting spend onto new platforms like TikTok. T-Mobile, the self-described uncarrier, last posted a TikTok four days ago. That post got less than 3,000 views, and it was not good. Stop paying for streaming services. 
AT&T has already dropped HBO Max as an incentive for its highest tier. Verizon and T-Mobile could consider dropping or renegotiating the partner pricing on their respective new customer promotions for Free Disney Plus or Netflix on Us. Neither of these offers appears to be moving the needle on market share. Slow or cut the CapEx. There appears to be little perceived network differentiation across the wireless networks in the United States, despite the deep spectrum deployed in recent quarters. Winning speed tests are nice on OpenSignal or PC Magazine, but where's the resulting improvement in share of gross additions? Meanwhile, the board and investors should be asking why the CapEx pace needs to be this high without more revenue growth. Is the assumption that AT&T and Verizon would lose share if deep spectrum deployments doesn't hit 200 million pops by the end of 2023? Headcount reductions. The acquisitions and divestitures have likely left a level of reductions that can occur in the back office and integration groups at these companies. In addition, the early work spent launching new projects like millimeter wave, C-band integration, small cell layer cakes, massive MIMO antennas, and shutting down legacy networks is either complete or transitioning to the management stage. The future network will be virtualized and automated. It might be time to consolidate, reorganize, and begin that transition. Pullback on phone promotions. AT&T has effectively used phone promotions to help reduce churn, migrate its base to newer iPhones, and increase its share of gross additions. But there are two strong incentives that could lead to AT&T pulling back on these promotions. First, the accounting for these promotions results in a headwind for reported revenue growth. Second, phone promotions are costly to free cash flow, the primary focus of investors. Verizon and T-Mobile's promotions have largely been reactionary and less effective. So if AT&T pulled back, we believe its peers would follow. For example, it's doubtful that Verizon's phone promotions in Q2 did much more than increase the upgrade rate of existing subscribers. Meanwhile, why should T-Mobile need phone promos if its rate plans are cheaper, its spectrum depth is deeper, and it's building new distribution. To be fair, this might be our worst suggestion, given that a consumer might be more willing to switch carriers in a recession if they can score a free phone upgrade. Here's why Verizon should increase price. Every lever Verizon pulls is failing to generate any change in their negative trajectory of subscriber and ultimately revenue growth. Millimeter wave was not effective. The Apple 5G event was not effective. 5G branding and advertising was not effective. C-band spectrum depth was not differentiated. And handset promos were not effective, as seen in Q2. It is astonishing to us that consensus for Verizon's postpaid phone net additions is still over 900,000 for 2022. We estimate it will struggle to generate half that estimate. Our 460,000 estimate implies a nominal half a percentage point of subscriber growth. Here's Verizon CFO Matt Ellis talking on May 24th of this year. We also then talked about the consumer 
wireless side, where starting in March, we saw a reduction in the volumes coming through our channels. Uh, and as we've unpacked that a little bit more, I think a couple of major things. One, we did see an uptick in the competitive intensity, which is, you know, something that ebbs and flows throughout the industry all the time. Uh, but we did see an uptick there. And then we did see an impact on, on consumer behavior from, you know, higher prices at the pump, higher prices in the grocery store and so on. And that, you know, certainly continued in April in the first part of May. Um, so, you know, as we think about the impact there, we did see an impact on gross ads and some of our port ratios. Retention continues to be good. Uh, across the business, which is another important part of the story. But as you think about what we're seeing there uh, on the gross ad side, it does temper our expectations for consumer volumes in the current quarter. In a prior note, we detailed how Verizon could use higher administrative fees to hit its longer-term targets. Since that note, Verizon increased its pricing to metered rate plan subscribers. But we still expect it to come up short on its 2023 targets unless it implements an additional price increase. We estimate 1.7% total service revenue growth in 2023. That is far short of its 3% target. Nevertheless, the rate increase lifted our fair value of the company by approximately $1 to $53.50. Verizon risks where we could be wrong. Here are the areas that could do better than we expect and alleviate the pressure on Verizon to increase price. Stronger growth from Cable Coast. We expect 2.9 million wireless net ads from Charter and Comcast over the next six quarters. Consensus is at 4 million. Better postpaid phone net ads. We expect no net ads in 2023 versus consensus of 900,000. Stronger 5G home broadband net ads. We estimate 1.4 million net ads over the next six quarters or better wireline growth. We forecast a 3.4% decline in wireless service revenue in 2023. That's an improvement from recent growth trends despite possible economic weakness and more aggressive Fios pricing. What about AT&T? AT&T management continues to signal a willingness to increase price further despite its improved share of gross additions and reduced churn in recent years. We estimate AT&T's first price increase only impacted 30% of a base. Here's a quote from AT&T CFO Pascal DeRoche on June 14th of 22. Yeah, we're seeing it. We're seeing inflation in labor, supplies, energy, transport. So uh, we're keeping an eye on it, and if it continues, which you know, candidly, as I sit here today, I expect it to continue for uh, the foreseeable future. We're going to have to look at pricing again as a potential leverage uh, to help offset that. We don't believe AT&T needs to increase price further to hit its 2023 guidance of low single-digit growth. However, Dish's new wholesale deal with T-Mobile did reduce some of the revenue tailwind we were expecting over the next two years. We reduced our wireless service revenue growth estimates for AT&T by 50 basis points. Our new estimate moves AT&T's wireless service revenue growth to parity with T-Mobile in 2022 at 4.2%. However, we still believe AT&T can lead its peers in wireless service revenue growth in 2023 at 4.0%. Our new estimates reduced our price target to $26 from $27. We maintain our buy rating.
AT&T risks where we could be wrong. T-Mobile could hold on to a higher percentage of the DISH wholesale revenue than we forecast. Its handset promotions could have a larger impact on the non-cash revenue contra entries that we estimate. Churn could rise more than we forecast as a result of their willingness to simply increase headline price rather than sneak in higher administrative fees. T-Mobile salvaged some DISH wholesale revenue. T-Mobile's willingness to cut price, offer in-network roaming, and reimburse DISH for CDMA handset replacement costs speak louder than its tough talk earlier in the year about DISH. While we did predict that T-Mobile would cave to DISH in our top 22 TMT predictions for 2022, we stripped most of that wholesale revenue out of our T-Mobile estimates due to their saber-rattling. We believe the net result of playing hardball with DISH was still a bad decision by T-Mobile. We believe the new $3.3 billion commitment by DISH is front-end loaded, implying that the majority of T-Mobile's nearly $2 billion of recurring wholesale revenue from DISH is still at risk over time. It is notable that early reviews of DISH's 5G launch indicate that its phones are roaming onto AT&T's network, not T-Mobile's. Nevertheless, we increased our T-Mobile revenue growth estimate by 20 and 100 basis points in 2022 and 2023, respectively, as a result of the new contract. We now expect revenue growth of 4.2% for T-Mobile in 2022. That's a big slowdown from the 6.6% pro forma growth it posted in Q1. That Q1 growth rate was helped by a dish wholesale revenue that subsequently has been repriced down retroactively. More importantly, we believe it will be harder for T-Mobile to sustain sequential growth in ARPU over the course of the year. The higher estimates increase our estimate of fair value for T-Mobile by $5 to $145 to $155, based on 9 to 9.5 times our 2023 EBITDA estimate, or 4.5% to 4.8% our fully taxed free cash flow yield. That's still not enough upside to recommend purchase of the stock. T-Mobile risks where we could be wrong. Our subscriber growth estimates are below consensus, and T-Mobile has a long history of topping consensus. We could also be wrong in not agreeing with the company's confidence that its share of gross addition trends can reverse now that its peers can no longer feast on their CDMA subscribers and based on their store expansion in less population-dense markets. We are more zeroed in on T-Mobile's service revenue growth. That will largely be driven by their ability to grow ARPU over the course of 2023. Thanks for your interest in our research and let us know if you would like to see the models.